I'm going to ask Sister Alyssa to come and join here on the front, Sister Araceli to come, Sister Armenia to come. They just vacated this front row for you all. I, I'm, I know you didn't know it, but they did. And so I'm asking them to come. Uh, I'm going to ask my wife to come. Hey, man, am I miss I'm trying to remember here. Sabrina's not here. She's on her way. Oh, good. Good, good, good. Praise God. It's good to be in the house of the Lord with you. I mean that with all of my heart. My heart is full tonight. It's full. So it's wonderful to have my eldest son with Joel Hart with us. And uh, we may hear from him a little bit before the night's over. And so it's, it's, it's a special treasure to me when I can have my whole family together in the house of the Lord now. So parents, they will grow up. And they will go hopefully his way. Amen. And But we don't always get to keep them. I dedicated them to the Lord when they were young, and I rededicate them often and say, Lord, they're yours. Whatever you want to do. You keep them close, Lord. That'd be nice. Whatever you want to do. Amen. Um, so what I'd like to do for the next few minutes, the Bible says a good report makes the bones fat. Did you know that? That's what the Bible says. And if that makes you nervous, like, hold on a minute. I don't know that I want fat bones. Yes, you do. That means they're healthy. They're healthy. They're healthy. A good report makes the bones fat. And we ought to give praise and glory and honor to the Lord for His goodness and His wonderful works. Amen? And our faith is built when we hear what God has done. Um, you remember it's been now three, maybe four weeks ago. Uh, we told the story of how uh, Brother Joel ministered in men's prayer. We talked about gifts of the Spirit. He witnessed faith. Maybe I'll just have Brother Joel come and tell that story. Come on, Brother Joel. I didn't want to make him sit in the middle of all these ladies up front, but I just had this thought. Oh, yes, thank you. So, at men's prayer, uh, we were talking a few minutes after men's prayer, and I began to talk briefly about gifts of the Spirit, like we did a couple of Sundays ago. We, we went more detail a couple of Sundays ago than we did at men's prayer. But faith rose up in the room that Saturday morning. And Brother Joel spoke out, and I'm going to let him tell you the rest. He does it to me every time. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. When I walked in and everybody was coming in and looking around, the only thing I could think of was God did all this. I mean, he reached out out there into that world. Out there, wherever. I mean, we cover a lot of area from everybody that's here. And he did whatever miracle he had to do to have us here today. That, that alone is a miracle. The big miracle, you know. Um, but anyway... Back to what he would like me to talk about. I um, I was afflicted with a certain thing here years ago, and um, I endured it for 1999, 1998, and uh, doctors couldn't cure it. They didn't know what it was. They gave it a name, but they said there was no cure, you know, and it kept getting worse and getting worse, and um, I would go in every Every two weeks, three weeks the most, I was ready for another, another dose. And uh, very few people ever knew about it because I, I just didn't let it out. And, uh, but um, that one day in men's prayer, um, something told me, you know, I, I, I sensed it and, and I felt it was like an audible voice. And, uh, and a couple of things happened to me that day. And so I just... I was, I just felt, well, I, I need to do what I feel, what I'm being compelled to do. And I was just stand up and speak out. And I says, uh, I feel there's faith here today. Yes. And, and so that means that there, 
this is a time to ask for prayer, you know. And then I, I explained what was going on, and they prayed. And um, but what happened was, I also before that, I um, I was changed in a way because I was I stepped into an area that I hadn't stepped into since I was a young kid. I could never allow another man to see me weak. It was it was not it was a thing that happened. Uh, I could never be, I would say it's humble. I ain't got the words. I'm not a very educated man, but I would never let a lot of another man see me humbled. You know, it was beyond me and my people. That day happened, and I didn't care. And uh, so they prayed for me, and uh, I think I feel now that I'm, I'm better. I feel like I've been to another area that I've never been. But um, anyway... The very, it was on a Saturday morning. Monday morning, I had a, another uh, doc, a meeting with a doctor that I was going to get another dose of treatment. And I went in there, and um, uh, it took two, uh, two doctors to, to lay into me. And uh, I had well over almost 80 summer night injections. You know, it was a whole tray full of syringes. And I, I took a picture just because I, I needed to show for people to get a reality okay they say hey i was healed all right well, good but if they know and they see what i was healed from you know I mean yeah. it would make an impact so i brought it and then i showed it to them and uh I, so far up to now which is several weeks now it hasn't really come back and normally by the second week third week it was i was ready for another dose you know and uh so i just thank the lord and i'm, I'm hoping and I'm praying that uh, his miracle will stand as a testimony. Uh, and I keep saying, Lord, if, if not for me, do it for the men that were here that day so their faith may be established. Because uh, I believe that there's a work for us to do. We're going to be called to be do something. Praise God. When that happened, we identified and it's what we talked about a couple of Sundays ago. A door of faith was open. It's the only way I could describe it. Like Brother Joel said, he witnessed something. And we felt the door of faith is only was open unto us. And was it last? It was the Sunday before Thanksgiving, wasn't it? That we I'm losing track of time here. Sorry. Um, and I thought we have to talk about this beyond men's prayer. We need to. This is something that's open to the body. The Lord allowed the men in prayer to go there first not about better than you understand just something in the principle of his word he said i'm gonna have the men go here first in prayer and we went, and it opened a door to the body and so that's what we minister about the operation of gifts of the spirit and the lord's desire to do that the sunday before thanksgiving and you may remember we asked people that had needs in their body to come and we would begin to pray we have just continued to get reports. And I thought, enough of me telling you, let me just have them tell you what God has done since that Sunday before Thanksgiving. So two weeks ago, a week and a half ago, this coming Sunday will be two weeks, what God has done. Amen? Praise God. So I'm just going to start right here. Sister Sally, you know I was going to start with you. Just tell them what the Lord has done. Praise the Lord, church. I'm going to try to contain myself because I just came from work and I had such a good report to share with the pastor later. But I'm just bubbly inside. I just, but anyways, you know, I just want to share that God is so good. He's so good, even when we don't deserve it, um, even when we fail him. And he has been so good to me. I, in August, when I went to junior camp, uh, doing the, uh, uh, what's it called? Um, tug of war. So my team won, of course. And uh, winning causes a little bit of pain sometimes. I, we fell, our whole team fell because we fell in victory. And so when I fell, I landed on the shoulder. And since that, I've been having pain, I've been trying to ignore it. But the more time passed, the worse the pain got to where I couldn't go any further than this. And the day that pastor did that altar call, um, you know, I received, I the prayer. I said, I'm going to go up to him and believe in faith. God's going to heal. He healed me from celiac and um, diabetes. Why can't he heal the shoulder? 
And so I went up and we prayed. I was standing right about here. I was praying. Everybody was praying and um, nobody laid hands on me. Um, and I didn't feel anything at that instant. Um, but God healed my shoulder. I can now raise it all the way up. But I couldn't hold it any further than that before. I would have a pain that just shot down to my uh, fingertips. But I didn't even realize that the pain was gone. But when I was trying to wish up before the prayer, I couldn't raise my hand at all without that pain. I was just... Oh, trying not to show the pain on my face, but I was just like this, and that pain's been gone. But another testimony I want to share with you is I'm going to try to do it without crying. Um, and if I cry, it's not because of sorrow, but because the goodness of the Lord. But um, um, God is just so good. Yes. All of you know here that I lost my brother and I lost my sister, and that caused me great grief. And these tears are not tears of of sadness but tears of thankfulness because god is so good i was grieving i was sorrowful i was feeling darkness all around me from i have to say more for the loss of my sister because we had just been reconnected after 19 years or so um, of not seeing my sister and i was so glad to see her we had planned to see her um over dinner at my house with my brother of course all you know my brother passed away we still met up, but not the way we had planned it or we had envisioned it. But, you know, then we make plans again because now my brother, I'm grieving my baby brother. My brother shows up out of nowhere. He had been missing for two months and he shows up at my house. I'm full of joy all of a sudden, but joy that only lasted for a moment uh, because I was trying to protect myself from feeling so much pain, from feeling I would just, I said, if I don't talk about it, talk about it, I won't hurt. If I don't let anybody come close to me and ask me anything about it, I'm okay. So it's isolating myself instead of reaching out to my uh, my sisters and brothers and um then when my sister passed away well before my sister passed away we made plans once again at my house to meet up and uh, reunite her with my my brother she wanted to amend things with my brother and thank him for his sacrifice because my brother had to pretty much raise us as my my dad left us all with my mom so he raised helped her raise us and he never really got to be a child or a teenager himself so my sister wanted to reconcile with him and make amends with him and tell him how much she appreciated him. Again, we made plans to meet at my house. Those plans, again, didn't come to pass, at least not in the way that we had planned. My sister passed away, and I became, if I may be honest and real with you, I became angry. I became full of questions. I had so many questions towards God, and it reminded me of something Pastor had preached a long time ago. And one time when you shared, Pastor, sometimes we have to ask God to forgive us for being angry towards him. And I never heard that before till that day. And the Lord reminded me that, you know, it's okay to be angry. It's just don't sin in our anger. And I was angry with God. And I finally, you know, I, I was trying and trying to, to get past that sorrow and that grief that was so heavy upon me. Um, but I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. And the more I didn't do it, the more I got angry and distant and I couldn't do anything but read the word. All I could do is read the word. I'm going to lie to you if I tell you that I was praying. I wasn't praying. I didn't want to talk to God. I was mad at him for taking my sister. I said, how could you, God? How could you after you just brought us together? We had plans. We wanted to know each other. We wanted to do things as adults together. And so I became angry. I became bitter and resentful towards God. The God that saved me from the pit of hell. The God that brought me out of darkness. The God who gave his life for me. And I knew that I, I needed to be in the word. If I couldn't pray, if I couldn't do anything else, I knew get in the word, Araceli, get in the word. And every day I read the book of Psalms and the book of Proverbs, go back to the book of uh, Psalms, and I just kept reading. And as I read, you know, the word of God just kept healing my heart. But then, you know, I couldn't, I still couldn't do it. And I didn't want anybody to come around me. I didn't want anybody to ask me how I was doing. You know, and then some couple had me, now you hugged me in the day when you hugged me. I just felt like the Lord was just embracing me through you. And I felt like she felt like a giant to me that day. It's like, how could that little woman hold me so tight? I couldn't get away from her. And then Philomena, Philomena also, she hugged me. And they just felt like they were tired of me. I just, oh, Philomena hugged me. I was just asking, Lord, I need you to do something because I am going to, I was afraid I was going to fall. I was afraid I cannot serve you, God. I'm too angry with you. And I felt like, I'm going to give up. I'm going to throw the towel in. And I'm a fighter. I don't give up that easily. But I felt I was afraid of myself because of the way I was feeling. And I don't want nobody to help me. I don't want nobody close to me. 
I want everybody just to stay away from me because of my grief. And um, then October, the, October the 1st, I believe it was, when we had the service in uh, Tacoma, I went to the picnic. I went battling within myself. I think, I don't want to be around people. I'm going to see people being together, their family, their brothers and sisters. I don't want to go, but I fought through that. I fought through that, and I went, and I had a good time, but I also had a breakdown. You know, and that breakdown, God got a hold of my heart, and thank you, Tisha, for being sensitive and sticking there with me when I, you know, was having that nervous breakdown and my anxiety tried to take over. I didn't want my anxiety to take over because I usually end up in the hospital with my anxiety, but God did a wonderful thing. Backing up a little bit when my when we got the call from my sister, um, I heard a song that I had never heard before, previous to this moment. Sitting in the back of that truck on the way to Olympia, to be with my sister, I heard the song that says, uh, "You are worthy of it all." And as I was riding up there, crying, rivers of water just running from my eyes, I, I heard this audible voice that said, "Will you worship me regardless?" I just kind of thought, what does that mean? What do you mean? And when I got to the hospital and saw my sister, being that I'm a caregiver, I've seen uh, many people die in different ways, so I'm familiar with, with death. And um, when I saw my sister, I knew then, I heard that voice again, will you worship me regardless? And all I could do is cry. All I could do is cry and ask God why, you know, I had so many whys, why so many unanswered questions that I had towards him about my sister. But that service, they played that song. They played that song. It was like, and I got mad. I got mad all over again with God is God. How could you do this? You know, the first time I heard this song, it just broke my heart and I was broken. But they played that song in the service. Like, I was like, oh my God, God, what are you doing to me? I didn't want to cry. I didn't want to feel anything. I just wanted to have this wall. I am strong. I got this together. I could do this. I, I don't need anybody's help. I knew I did, but I didn't want it. But God, through that song, I don't know who prayed for me. Somebody laid hands on my forehead. I don't know who it was. I don't know if it was my husband or who it was. But God, that day, that day I didn't even know that I was whole again. The service was over. I went about my day and I didn't realize till like later on, like maybe half hour later, peace in my heart once again. I felt joy. I was smiling again. Not too much to my tooth, but I was smiling again. <laughs> you know, um, but that's the healing that I I'm so thankful because I couldn't see past my grief and my sorrow for my sister. But God is a good father and he comforts you when you need your comfort. He will come for you. And he has made me whole. I feel joy in my heart that I, I can't continue. I just want to be telling everybody about it. And, you know, God is so good. God is so good that in the midst of the darkest moments that you might be going through, he will use it for his glory. Because like two days later, I found myself talking and lifting somebody else up that was grieving and broken because they had just lost two family members. Would I ever thought God was going to use it so quickly? No, I didn't. But he did, and he will use those darkest, hardest times in our life to bring glory to himself. And I'm just thankful that I was, you know, patient enough to just wait. Wait on God. Wait and trust in his word and be in his word when I couldn't do anything else. I was, I knew if I could stay in his word. If I can just hold on to what his promises tell me, he will get me through this. I didn't know when, I didn't know how, but I just knew I had to hold on to his word. And I'm just so thankful that, that I did because he's a good father. He's a healing father. And he wants all of us to be whole and not to be questioning, but to trust, to wait and trust him. He will do it in his time. Praise the Lord. I don't have anything quite that moving, but um, God is good nonetheless. Um, so, you know, I get these aches and pains and I, you know, old age, those of you who um, aren't there yet, it'll happen. But, um, you know, if I don't always think of it when I'm at church, like, I'm, you know, it's not like I'm so, you know, hurting that it's a constant thing, but um but, you know, when we have prayer for healing and things, I just, it just doesn't even cross my mind. Like, go be prayed for. I just don't even consider it um, until a couple weeks ago. And um, I was having shoulder pain and my arm pain. I couldn't sleep because it was bothering me. And um, 
my hip was hurting. <laughs> that's, that sounds so old to say, but um, <laughs> my hip was hurting. And so that Sunday, I was just like, you know, I just never even think about these little things. They're little things. But like Sister Sally said, you know, God healed her of celiac. He healed her of diabetes. I know God does that for people. So why wouldn't he heal some little ache, little pain that is driving me crazy? So I just came forward and um, Ethan actually prayed for me. And um, I noticed that night, like I went right to sleep, didn't bother me. I slept all night. It was great. The next night. And, um, and I think it was like maybe that day, two or three days later, I told my husband and after we, you know, received some other reports and, um, you know, I have other aches and pains <laughs> pop up. My other arm was hurting me tonight. And so when we started singing, I was like, Lord, you healed my one arm. This is not any bigger of a deal. You can do that. And I mean, when I was shaking hands before church, like y'all were hurting my arm, just shaking hands. I mean, not like squeezing, just, just the gr grasping. And, um, and so I kept picking up my water bottle. I'm like, you know, it feels, it feels better already. So just being in the presence of the Lord and just saying, okay, you know, you did it a couple weeks ago. I trust that you will do it again and praise God. Hello. <laughs> um, okay. I'll be, keep it short. Um, so after I had Benny, he just turned four. Um, I've been dealing with this. It's called um, sciatica, I think. Um, you pretty much get a pain in your back, whether you're sitting, standing. Um, so I've been praying about it for four years and trusting. And we prayed that Sunday. And um, I came up to be somebody to pray for me. And then I saw my sister. And I was like, you know what? The Lord knows what I need. And he hears me cry out. So I'm going to go pray for my sister. Um, and yeah, I have not felt it since. Sorry, guys. I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to take up much time, but I just want to share what the Lord has done for me. Um, a few months ago, around July, I started getting this really bad pain, like, in my legs. Um, it lasted all day, every day. My parents, they kept telling me it was growing pains, um, but it wasn't. <laughs> um, it was just, like, an aching and stiffness in my leg, and it would hurt. And, like, I couldn't sleep, and I would just cry and just, you know, ask the Lord, like, I know you're a healer. <laughs> So that went on for a while. Then um, I noticed um, that I would get uh, developed an allergic reaction to tomatoes. And, you know, we eat a lot of tomatoes, you know, us Mexicans and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so I noticed um, every time I would eat it, my throat would swell up and I would get this red rash all over my body. And I would take medication to um, cover up the pain and cover up the, you know, whatever I was going through. And... It was to the point where I couldn't handle it anymore. So my mom, she um, made me an appointment for November the 23rd. But during the Sunday service on the 20th, I'll just share it about mountains and how the Lord is able to move mountains. I remember just surrendering it to him, saying, Lord, it's yours. And I know you could do all things. And several people were praying for me. Um, Sister Sally and my mom, Sister Hart, Elder. And I was just talking to the Lord, and he did something that day. And since that day, I haven't had pain in my legs, in my knees, my joints. And I've been eating tomatoes almost every day now. <laughs> so... Just remember that God's a healer and he could heal you no matter what it is. And he's greater than all things. We just got to be faithful, put him first above it all. And he's in control and he knows whatever you're going through and he's able and willing to do the work. I'm 
now I'm getting dizzy. <laughs> um, it's going to be a five-part series. So, <laughs> um, sorry, I get anxiety. Um, since I've been coming to church, the Lord has been working with me throughout this whole year. Sorry. So I'm what you call broke, broke, you know, broke mentally, physically, financially. <laughs> um, but um, through this process, like with my depression, like I've been having, I had depression for a long time, you know, in my life, things have happened. And throughout this process, I would go to this to deep holes, deep, deep holes in my own mind. And I would go to the clinic, and you know how they ask you these questions, you know, are you depressed? Are you this? Are you, you know, do you suicidal? Are you this? I would always have to lie. I would always have to lie. As I'm sitting there, no, I'm not depressed. No, I'm fine. No, I don't want to kill myself. And a couple months ago, I went to the clinic for just an exam. And as the lady was asking me those questions, I found myself saying, no, I'm not. Nope, I'm not depressed. Nope. I'm not, and I realized at that moment, at that moment, the Lord had healed me from yes. a depression long, long depression. I was in school and I loved, you know, sorry too, <laughs> sorry too. I loved soccer, I danced um, football and I was playing football with a, a few friends, um, flag football, <laughs> not tackle. Um, and in one of those events I had tore my ACL, my meniscus, it just, my knees went out. I was 16 and I was just like, man, I didn't have medical. We didn't have medical, my dad, the process, no, no insurance. And so I went years without any, anything medicine wise, anything like that. Um, Four years later is when I, two years later, I finally got seen by the doctors and they said, I don't even know how you're walking. My meniscus was folded in half. My knees were touching, like scraping together. There was no knees to, there was nothing there. I finally got surgery four years later. And when I had my daughter through C-section, um, I had to have another surgery two years later after that from the same knee and another C-section two years after that. And through those pregnancies, I've had carpal tunnel. I got, I'm just, I'm broke. <laughs> I'm just broken. So I got the carpal tunnel. I got my bad knees. It doesn't help when you're <laughs> you're a little overweight. <laughs> um, and then two, three years ago, I fell, I slipped, and I, I broke my good knee. <laughs> so now I'm pending all these surgeries. I have to have surgery again on this knee. I have to have surgery again on this knee. I have this really bad 
pain right here because of all the surgeries. I just feel like I'm just getting ripped inside. I have my garbled tunnel and I just can't even, I wasn't even able to hold my newborn babies. Like it was so bad. Um, and then when we came up to pray for healing, the next day I just, I felt different. And my knees didn't hurt. I could get up. I didn't have to roll out of bed to just so I wouldn't have to hurt my my abs. <laughs> and you know, I just visiting and I was visiting a niece and her child is about one and a half. And he like kicked off me just out of the blue and I went to hold catch him from the the air and I grabbed him and he would have fell and hurt all kinds of bones um, and just out of the blue I just caught him and picked him up and I realized I didn't have any any pain in my heart and so I, I was you know I, I just wanted to go running to see I wanted to go running to see, you know, how good the Lord was to me, but I got lazy. <laughs> I got lazy last week, but I was like, nope, this is the week. And I started my mile at 17 on Monday, and it's down to, get it hit? 14, 14, 17 today. So I'm shooting for 12. I'm, and seven again, seven minutes, smile. Uh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. To you be the glory and the honor and the praise. To you be the glory and the honor and the praise. We worship you, Jesus. We worship you, Jesus. Amen. I wanted you to hear those things for yourself that the Lord has done a work of the Spirit of God. He is a healer. He is a healer. Now, I'd expressed in that service when we prayed in the point at which the Lord did those things that there was a door open to us. Um, You know, the Lord, anytime the Lord does those things, he wants us to be whole. Sister Sally said at the very beginning, he wants us to be whole. You heard stories tonight of God healing the mind. I, I, I know what it is to deal with depression. I battled it for almost four years. Spiritual onslaught of the mind. God heals the mind in a moment. He heals the mind. He heals the body. We've testimony after testimony that happened in the last month or less. This is what God does. He wants, and he does it with a purpose that he would be glorified and that souls would open their heart to hear the gospel. Um, I almost forgot. I want Sister Julie to come uh, and share um, a situation, not where the Lord healed her, but where I, what the Lord is trying to example. The Lord exampled something to us in the body, but he does not intend for it to stay in the body. He's building our faith so that we can pray the prayer of faith, and the Lord will. Save and heal. Yes. 
Everybody made me cry. God is a healer. He is. I believe in the power of prayer. Um, I'm opening my phone here because I just um, submit the messages. Is really what I want to read to you. Um, back a little bit here. Excuse me. So it was actually November 23rd. Um, I got a message from Maricela. She's our sister who lives in uh, Grandview. Um, sister um, Sandra um, teaches her Bible studies weekly over Zoom. Um, she texted me and asked me to pray for her daughter. They were at the hospital. Her daughter was diagnosed with RSV and wasn't doing well. Her oxygen levels were real low. And um, we were actually out with my husband, Vanessa and Ruben, and Fernanda. We had went you know, to go have a quick meal at the tea garden. <laughs> Good place to eat. If you haven't ate there, you got to try it. And um, I got the text message, and I said, you know what? We're going to stop. We're going to pray for Maricela. I told him what was going on. We called her on the phone while she was there in the hospital, and we prayed with her. We prayed peace and faith um, in the hospital room. We prayed healing. And um, she texted me the next day after we, she says, immediately, she says, I feel peace in the room. I feel, I feel, I don't feel scared anymore. Um, she said, I want to thank you for taking time to call me during the time of sickness of Camilla. We got sent to Spokane yesterday, spent 24 hours there, and she was healed so quick. We're on the road back home right now. We definitely felt the prayers. Thank you from the bottom of our heart, of my heart meant so much. And um, she said she felt the prayers. God has seen them through. And she sent me a beautiful picture of Camilla in the hallway. I wish I could show you guys. I'm gonna, you try to look. I know that's horrible to do to you, but looking just nice and good. Well, Camilla ended up having to go back to the hospital. Um, but before she went back to the hospital, her mom sent me a message in the morning. She says, I can't stop thinking about how God saw Camilla through. She had 106 fever. She says, I'm just in awe because I've never seen a fever that high in my life. And I'm just thankful for the grace of God seeing my kiddos through. And um, she ended up having to go back to the hospital. Um, but she was she was fine, was sent home after that. Um, kind of had had some bronchiolitis, which is just inflammation of the bronchial tubes. Um, she was doing better, took some medicine, went home. But um, Maricela sent me this. She said that God has seen her through this. And she said something that happened was is that her husband and, his, and her mom's relationship had been restored. They hadn't talked in a long time. And she knew that what God was doing in this situation was bringing healing to her family. And so he does all kinds of things, not just heal the body. Praise God. Amen. We must pray the prayer of faith. We must pray the prayer of faith. Um, oftentimes we will, and it's a great venue for such, we will post a prayer request in WhatsApp. Hey, this situation, that situation. Um, I, I'm not bothered by that in any way, shape, or form. I think that's the beauty of the body agreeing together. But you can pray. You can pray. You can touch God on behalf of someone else. When your coworker tells you a need, don't just tell them, I'll tell my church and we'll pray. You are the church. Pray. Ask them, can I pray for you? God is able to heal you. And now you have some testimonies you can share. In just two weekends, we know of people's shoulders, knees. That song with my head, head and shoulders, knees and toes. <laughs> Shoulders, hips, knees, allergies, where God healed a body miraculously. Carpal tunnel. God is a 
healer. God is a healer. And he will continue to heal. Something Brother Joel dealt with for 20-something years. Now, I'm going to tell you this. We must learn to speak the word of faith. Speak. I'm not talking about mind over matter. I'm talking about the word of faith. Faith comes by and hearing by the word of God. You have to speak the word of God. Faith comes by hearing. You need to hear yourself speak the word of God. Faith comes, what you say matters. Is any wonder Jude said, build up your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. The Lord's hearing you pray, and you're hearing you pray. Faith comes by hearing. Amen. Our faith, let me say this. I'm going to ask Brother Joel to come. I'm aware of the time. I promise he won't go an hour or nothing, but he's going to share the word with us, what God's put in his spirit. Hear me. Our faith, when we pray, this is so important. If I'm praying for Brother Martin, he's got a, a sickness, a need, something he agreed, and I say, I'm going to pray with you. Our faith can be misdirected if we're not careful. We can direct our faith to the individual or try to direct our faith to the need or try to direct our faith to have faith in what we can accomplish. Subtle. There's only one place we direct our faith. Our faith is in Him. I pray the prayer of faith because I know what God can and will do. I know what His Word says. My faith is in Him and His Word. And so I pray in faith. Faith in, not that I can accomplish something. Faith that His Word says it and faith that God will perform it. In Him. In Him. My faith is in Him. With His stripes we are healed. That's His Word. I have faith in His Word. I can't remember all five things. I'll get in trouble if I try. But it's, I, I learned it. it's in one of those books back there, as a matter of fact, by Brother Barnes. When we have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and faith in His name, the reason there's so much power in that is because in Him, in His name, abides all the power of the blood, all the power of the Word, all the power of His Spirit. And there's a couple more, but I can't remember the other two. But those are all in Him. And so when we direct our faith in Him, we have all the power of the blood, all the power of the Word, all the power of the Spirit. Make sure our faith is directed to Him when we're praying the prayer of faith. Focus on Him. Don't focus on the, don't focus on the mountain. Speak to the mountain. But our faith is in Him. He's the, he's the direction of our faith. He's the source of our faith. And he does the work. Amen. And he's in you. Brother Joel, would you come? Amen. I felt earlier today to declare, and it's it almost seems unnecessary now because I feel like it's already happened, but I felt this declaration in my spirit, and I even told Brother Renee at work, um, what I felt to declare is that there would be a manifestation of the love of God here tonight, and that he would confirm his word with signs following. And the thing about the gifts of the spirit and the healing and the power of God is it flows through love. When we're using these things for our neighbor, for our friend, for coworker, it flows through us because we love them. Because Jesus loved them enough to give his life and to die for them. The Bible says that in Isaiah, it says that by his stripes, he, he purchased our healing. But then in the New Testament, in the book of Peter, I think it's 1 Peter, it says that by his stripes, we were healed. By his stripes, you were healed. 
And you know what I find interesting is a lot of times we there's even songs about it that say that let's let's thank God in advance for what we believe he can do for what we think he's going to do. But what I've come to the conclusion of and realized by the word of God, I'm not thanking him in advance. I'm thanking him post it already being done. I may not have seen it done in my timeline or in the natural yet, but in the spirit, in the timeline of God, it's already done. It's already finished. It's already complete. He already took the stripes that purchased it. Your salvation, he purchased it. Your healing, he purchased it. And it's done. It's done. I'm thankful that he knows what we have need of. Each and every one of us, he knows what we have need of. But not only does he know what we have need of, he has the ability to fulfill what we have need of. Whether it's healing, whether it's financial, whether it's mental, he knows what we have need of. Thank you, Jesus. I'm not going to, I just want to take maybe five minutes more. I believe the, the greatest gift, and maybe this has come to my mind because of the holiday season, but I feel like the Lord downloaded this into my spirit a couple of days ago. That I feel like the greatest gift I've received from probably anyone, but from my dad specifically, uh, has been the, the gift of an example of a prayer life, a life of prayer. And the reason I say that is because, you know, he's, he's my dad. He's a spiritual leader in my life. And there would be times where maybe I'd go to him for, for advice. And thankfully, you know, often most of the time he gave it. And all the time it was, it was good. But what I realized is that not all the time I liked the advice. <laughs> Surprise. But whether or not he had a word of advice that I felt like was right or that I wanted to hear, I knew that I had advice by his example, and that was to turn to God in prayer. If I didn't have the answer, I turned to God in prayer. And I feel that many of us are facing things, and I, I, I think the Lord gave me this simple picture earlier of, of uh woman trying to open a pickle jar. Sure you didn't see that coming. <laughs> but I, 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 it's simple, but stay with me. The, the, the picture is, is a lady who, not saying she isn't strong and able, but for this certain task, she's not able to open this pickle jar. And for the example, we'll use she's a married lady and her husband is a few steps away watching this take place and, and just waiting for the request. <laughs> I feel some people getting uncomfortable. <laughs> but just waiting for the request of the weaker vessel to the one who's stronger, more capable. Again, in this example, don't shut me off. <laughs> and I, I believe, and you know, maybe in the natural, there's some husbands or there's some men who would be looking and seeing their wife struggle and would be looking and laughing and thinking, oh man, you know, that's funny. I, I'm enjoying seeing them struggle. But God is in the same way as a good husband, as a good father. And he's there just knowing that he's able, trusting and believing that we know he's able, but just waiting for us to ask him, waiting for us to say, okay, God, I'm not strong enough for this thing. I don't have the ability to get through this situation. And I've been lying to myself and everyone else around me saying that I can do it. But I'm going to reach to you. 
who's stronger, who's more able, who can open any situation. And God doesn't look at us laughing and and making fun of our struggle. But he looks, knowing and just waiting, saying, I'm able. Will you just come to me? I'm able. Just give me that situation so I can open it. Just give me that situation so I can handle it, so I can deal with it. Because he's able. Amen. Can we stand this evening? I believe that there are situations in this room. And I believe the word of the Lord that he's going to do signs to prove his word tonight. And you might have a situation, you might have a proverbial pickle jar in your life that you can't seem to open, you can't seem to get past. But there's a God that we've heard tonight is able. He's able to do exceeding abundant above all that we can ask or think. So why don't we with an importunity come and ask him? Jesus, we come to you in weakness. We come to you in humility tonight, God, knowing that you're able, knowing that you're a good father. You know how to give good gifts to your children. Hallelujah. Come on, surrender it to God. Surrender it to God. He's able. He's able. Hallelujah. Well, if you need healing in your life, or if you need God to intervene in a situation, we've heard testimonies tonight. We've heard the word of the Lord. If you feel that you believe that God is able, these altars are open. Well, let's respond to the word of the Lord. Let's respond in faith that he is able. Jesus.